Hello, and welcome back to the Security Metrics Podcast. My name is Jen Stone, and I'm one of the principal security analysts here at Security Metrics. And actually, when I say here at Security Metrics, what I mean is we have our studio set up at the PCI North America um, uh, community meeting in Portland, Oregon, and I, which is amazing because there are so many great people here talking about PCI and how to secure credit card information. And um, a lot of them are choosing to come talk to me and be on, on the podcast. So today I have Dan Barahona with AppySec. Welcome. Please tell people about you, a little bit about your company, and then we'll launch into the, the topic. Yeah. Jen, thanks so much for having me. It's really Pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Dan Barahona. I'm the founder of AppySec University. Uh, AppySec University is a site we launched just a year ago to really address a need for API security knowledge and awareness and training. And it looks like we've hit a nerve. Uh, AppySec University just hit its one-year birthday, mm-hmm. and we've got over 50,000 students oh, enrolled. Oh, wow. In one year. That's amazing. In one year. Um, over 75% of the Fortune 100 are enrolled in our courses. We started with one course. Now we've got about five or six. And, um, yeah, that's what uh, that's what we're here all about. We, we've been following PCI, and we've actually got a course dedicated to PCI. Happy to tell you all about that, too. Uh, excellent. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. But before we launch into that, uh, a lot of people are going, what is – what is a okay? AppySec, obviously, to those of us who know about APIs, you named it after API security. That's right. But there are a lot of people who either don't know what API means or kind of vaguely have heard of it. That's right. And and a lot of people are when we first get new customers and we're like, okay, let's look at what your penetration tests need to look like. Do you have any APIs? And a lot of people go, why are you using words <laughs> that I don't even know? And now I'm frustrated. So. Help people understand what an API is. Yeah, what is an API? Well, first of all, what does it stand for? Application Programming Interface. Mm -hmm. Okay, does that make it any clearer? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it probably means it's an interface for applications. Well, that's right. You're you're, you're there. So a lot lot of people are familiar with APIs. They've heard the term before. But what the heck is it? Well, really, APIs are the glue behind pretty much every website that you use, mobile apps. Have you ever um, used your phone, picked, you know, looked at Google Maps, and then booked an Uber from it? Well, how does that happen, right? Google right. and Uber are two different companies. How are mm-hmm. they? How is that order um, happening? Well, there's an API. There's a there's a plumbing between Google and Uber with this API that allows Google to submit a transaction to Uber mm-hmm. in an electronic fashion. Well, that's really what APIs are. It's they they really sort of revamped how we build applications, how we integrate. And pretty much every transaction, anything you buy online with uh, an e-commerce engine or something like that, all that transaction activity is happening through APIs, right? Your Whatever you're buying, your credit card information, that's all being handled through these APIs. Right. And so APIs are incredibly powerful. They enable fantastic functionality. And they have caught the attention of hackers and attackers as well. Well, and that makes sense because anytime you have um, uh, some kind of a handoff, hackers are going to look at that and go, hmm, maybe instead of handing off all of that information where it's supposed to go, you could hand off part of it to me and make it go this way, right? So tell me more about the attacks that we're seeing on APIs. Yeah, it's really quite remarkable. I'll give you some stats to start, right? So first of all, API adoption is rampant. Um, There's a stat from about, I don't know, three, four years ago from Akamai, 83% at that time, it's probably more now, of the internet is API traffic. 
Really? Yeah. So it's machines talking to machines. Okay. Um, Okay. That's stat number one. Stat number two, APIs under attack. So Gartner Group, the the analyst firm, they've been predicting for years APIs would be the number one most frequent attack vector. Mm -hmm. By 2022, we're now in 2023. They stand behind it, and and the breaches, the the sort of high profile um, attacks uh, right. have really borne it out. So this was a true statement, and we all need to be aware of it, especially people who have APIs and need to protect them. Right? Yeah, and and what's interesting is, you know, APIs are machine interfaces, mm-hmm. right? So it's meant for for scale, fast response, sub second, all of that. So yeah. if you can break an API or find a flaw in an API. You're not losing 10 records, 20 records, 100 records. You're losing hundreds of millions mm-hmm. in a second, right? And and that's really the power and the danger uh, of APIs. And there are many, many such examples out there. Mm-hmm. And get to give you a few uh, if you're interested. Yeah, oh, for sure. We always like to hear the bad stuff. Well, so, you know, <laughs> I, this is not finger pointing. APIs are a different kind of threat, Yeah. right? And if there's like one tip that I can leave your audience with um, – we we rely a lot on our user interfaces, our web interface, our mobile apps. Yes. Not just as presentation layers, mm-hmm. but actually as security enforcement. Okay. Right? What does I mean by that? Well, um, our UIs are good at controlling what we can see, mm-hmm. what data we can view, what fields, what buttons we have access to. Mm-hmm. And those UIs are powered by APIs. And a lot of times those APIs are written kind of loosey-goosey, right? So um, the UI controls what you could see. The API just delivers all the raw info, mm-hmm. right? So what ha- what attackers do is they just go right around the UI. They don't care about the UI. They because... don't care about the UI. They're savvy. And <laughs> guess what? Those API calls are totally discoverable. Wait, you just said an API call, yeah. which is something we hear a lot. But okay. what is an API call? Yeah, so um, I'll give you an example. So, okay. so Venmo the payment platform, they had a feature on their homepage that would show you like the most recent 10, 20 transactions on their platform. Mm -hmm. And they would strip out all the sensitive bits, Mm -hmm. right? Well, some researcher looked around and said, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder how that's happening and discovered an API call being made from the website to the back end Mm -hmm. to fetch those most recent 10, 20 transactions. Mm -hmm. All right. So then what do they do? They tried to call the API directly. Uh And it worked. And what did the API return? All the details. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. This is a perfect example. The UI was doing the job mm-hmm. of stripping out the info. The API was just like, okay, you asked for the last 10 yeah. transactions. Let Here they are. Let me just give it to you. Right. So, you know, UIs need to be limited to mm-hmm. presentation. Mm-hmm. They're not security stack. Your APIs need to be written in a way to prevent that kind of disclosure from happening. And for a lot of merchants, they don't. They don't know. They're relying on somebody to do something that they have a hard time examining. So they might look at at the UI and say, yes, we are only seeing the information that we want people to see without the ability to really look into what is the API calling. That's right. Um, and, and this sort of brings up maybe tip number two, which is um, zero trust, right? So yeah. zero trust is kind of everywhere. In this context, what we're talking about is don't trust – if you're using third-party APIs, which mm-hmm. a lot of people are – don't trust the data that they're giving back to you. All right, what does that mean? Don't use it? No, it just means does the data that you're getting back match what you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, um, let's say you have a, an API or a feature of your website where people create a, pla- uh, a profile. Mm-hmm. And one maybe one of the fields of your profile is what's your LinkedIn URL, mm-hmm. right? Pretty normal stuff. Well, imagine I go in and I don't put my LinkedIn URL. I put in like a script, 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's like, show me your password file, right? Yeah. Slash Etsy slash password or some, something like that. Yeah. You should not trust the input that I'm providing you unless it matches what you're looking for. So if I don't give you what looks like a LinkedIn URL, don't accept it, mm-hmm. right? Just just toss it aside, reject it. And that, that sort of philosophy is really critical for APIs. Like you should validate everything, even from your trusted partners. Right. And, and validating and sanitizing is something we have a little bit of familiarity with because of requirement three talks about that, you know, when you're talking about storing data and, and taking inputs. And so, so there's even though it might feel like a brand new different thing, there are corollaries. There are other ways that we can look at at this information that can help people who are super unfamiliar with APIs be a little bit more familiar. That's right. And and, um, the reason why we're here at this event is um, PCI is really, you know, taking APIs seriously, Mm -hmm. especially with DSS 4.0. Yes. Um, I'm new to PCI myself. Um, I learned a lot about it. actually created the the course on um, API security oh, for PCI compliance, which you're welcome to check out on our website. Um, but DSS-4 says a lot about uh, APIs. And as you, as you point out, right, I, I think, you know, historically, DSS has had a lot to do with, you know, finding where your, you know, PAN data is mm-hmm. and, you know, PII and all the other sensitive information, you know, being aware of what it, where it is and, and how it's being used. What was interesting to me was in the prior version of DSS, 3.2.1, mm-hmm. I just did a simple control F and searched for API. Didn't, uh-huh. didn't find anything. <laughs> nope. It's not it, in there. The, the, the um, acronym did not exist until now. Well, um, I mean, it, it existed. I'm just saying in the DSS, it didn't. Exactly. They, they didn't specifically target that name. I know that the, the, um, the con- security controls applied to APIs, but not right. in as explicit a, a way. It was it was you had to really understand a little bit about your technologies to understand that. And and it's nice. It's always nice to get a, a little more additional guidance, yep. especially for people who don't have that full breadth of knowledge and understanding. And so, That's right. so when you wrote this, um, PCI has uh, it's some of its own language and things. How um, so? You went through and learned enough about. PCI to be able to create the course yeah. on protecting APIs. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, I just sort of, you know, sat down and read the whole dang thing. Um, <laughs> and just went Good. section by section by Good. section. As one should. <laughs> well, you know, um, there's no no better way than just getting your hands yeah. dirty with it. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Like in 321 doesn't mention APIs, but it does mention Software and custom software and yes. bespoke software, yeah. and that all carries through into 4.0. Uh-huh. And what's new in 4.0? I mean, of course, 4.0 is way bigger than than the prior edition. I think it's you know 400 pages yeah. or something like it's, that. I'm excited about writing those reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's could, good. I think I think a lot of the changes they made are really good, and I'm actually excited about the there's because there's additional embedded guidance within the report. And I think that tends to make things longer. That's right. And and what you find in the report is there are explicit mentions of APIs. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, cover those in the course. Um, we've actually created a worksheet to help folks kind of extract, you know, like understand section by section by section. And Brilliant. Have kind of questionnaire, like things they should ask themselves uh-huh. about about um, their own readiness around APIs. But it goes beyond the specific sections that specifically mention APIs. Mm-hmm. And that's because wherever you see words like custom and bespoke software, yeah. that has to include APIs. Absolutely. The thing I like to say is um, if 
if the API is in scope for your attackers, mm-hmm. it needs to be in scope for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Do you know, I, I love that, that you said it that way because people, well, one of the things that is the big struggle, especially for first-time PCI people, is what is my scope? Scope. Yeah. Is this in scope? And sure. using a threat model is how I personally sure. like to tease out what is scope. If it can be attacked, if you can control it, if you have responsibility for making sure it's secure, of course that's going to be in scope. And and I love that you, you figured that out and, yeah. and made it clear for people on the API front. Yeah, no, it's really true. And, and like no one would argue with you if their website the web application was in scope. Of course, it's in scope. This is how you use our our service. This yeah. is how you transact. This is what you know. This is what our whole company is all about. Right. Well, an API, like the I, is interface, mm-hmm. just like a web interface. It's a machine interface, mm-hmm. but it's an interface just the same. It's a some people call it a website for machines. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what an API is, right? That that is a that's a really great way to put it. Yeah. yeah so um, it's super relevant. So wherever you see around DSS custom and bespoke software, Mm -hmm. you got to be thinking all the things that you already do plus Plus that. Plus APIs, mm-hmm. right? And and the reality is, is that's that's what attackers are looking at, right? And, right. And there's something about APIs that are especially attractive for attackers. And what that is, is APIs expose the, the raw functionality that exists mm-hmm. in your application, right? Yeah. So if I'm selling shoes, APIs are how we allow you to Find shoes, discover shoes, review shoes, buy shoes, ship shoes, all of those things, right? right? But APIs are kind of like, um, almost like stem cells, right? So they give you this okay. raw access to backend functionality, and they can perform all kinds of Relatively unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. So it not only ex- exposes the legitimate use cases mm-hmm. for your webs for your application, but it also exposes any warts and vulnerabilities okay. and unexpected use cases. Okay. And one of the big use, one of the big attack vectors mm-hmm. is what we call business logic flaws. Mm-hmm. So uh, business logic flaw is just a way of using your application in unintended ways. Okay. Right. So I'll give you another example. Um, this we see. Uh, I'll give you two examples. One was um, with Coinbase, right? Mm-hmm. So they had it's a crypto trading platform. Yeah. And this researcher, um, like an attacker will do, basically created an account and discovered the API calls and how right. transactions were being run. Mm-hmm. Well, every time um, they tried to sell any kind of crypto, the API call, which you could see, had four parameters in it. What was the object, mm-hmm. right? Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, what were they doing, selling or buying, mm-hmm. source account, destination account? So what did they do? They started calling the API directly, going around the UI. Mm-hmm. And the thing about APIs is you can do whatever you want, right? There's no like a, like a UI will control what you can do, right? Mm-hmm. There are only so many buttons that only perform so many things. But mm-hmm. in an API call, if you can dream it, you can send the request. And if the <laughs> API, if the backend doesn't know. If it's legitimate or not, it's going to process it. So what did this person do? They changed the asset that they were selling. Mm -hmm. They had Ethereum. They sold it as Bitcoin. Mm. Right? They, As a good hacker, what they wanted to do, they just wanted to get the error codes. Because a lot of times we over-inform people Mm -hmm. with the error codes. But instead of getting the error codes, he got $43,000 deposited oh into his goodness. account. Okay? It actually there worked. There wasn't even an error. No error. Oh, it actually processed. Goodness. So this is a logic flaw. 
the mm-hmm. app, and and Coinbase deserves a ton of, of credit in my mm-hmm. opinion. They took down the the marketplace, they they reproduced it, they fixed it, and they blogged about it the next day. And in the blog, they said the root cause was missing logic validation check, oh. which just means there wasn't logic in the back end to say, are you selling something that you own? Mm-hmm. Right? Not really a problem if you're only using the UI. Right. There's no way to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you go to the API. You can try whatever you want, and if the backend doesn't know to reject it, right, it's going to deposit forty three thousand dollars in your account. Super amazing and scary um, example. And now a lot of people are saying, "Oh no, okay, I need to know more about APIs, yeah. um, or I need to know enough to be able to talk to my people who are creating my APIs." That's you right. know, so so. Uh, I think that brings us to AppySec University. Yeah, it sure does. Thank you for those <laughs> brilliant segue. So that's exactly right. And actually, one of the requirements in DSS, it's been there forever, it's still there, is annual developer training. Right. And the training actually talks about new threat vectors. It talks mm-hmm. about being able to test for vulnerabilities in right. your code before it goes live. So this is all near and dear to our heart at, at AppySec University. Mm-hmm. So we created AppySec U. And um, as I say, it's it's all free, right? Everything, all the courses are free. And um, what has happened is a lot of people are sending their developers to our site um, to yeah. to get educated, to understand. And it's really critical, right? You want to elevate the knowledge and awareness mm-hmm. as far left, as they say, yeah. <laughs> as possible, right? You want to create more security. Before code. there's a problem. Create it before, yeah, create security before you have to apply And what's interesting additional. is... Um, we started getting contacted by organizations that said we want to we want to actually um, deliver this training to our employees, but we actually don't even want to send them to your website. Can we download these courses and put them into our own learning platform? Mm-hmm. And we never expected that, but sure enough, there's a way to do that. So we now offer our courses to be sort of internally delivered Amazing. as well. But the main point is. There's a ton of need for mm-hmm. education. We've put this content out there. It's exceptionally high quality. I will. I, I only say that because the feedback is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had plenty of folks look all around and say nothing comes close to what we've got here on AppySec University. So I'm really proud of that. And every course that we have has a certification, a badge. Um, you have to pass quizzes. And people are real proud to put those on, on their LinkedIn sure. profiles. Yeah. And it's really rewarding to see so many thousands of people you know, registering, completing the courses, and, and elevating their, their awareness of, of API security risks. Well, I'm going to go look it up after, um, after today when I finish talking to right all the on. people. But I know we said that we weren't going to do anything salesy, but you're, you're giving people so much free stuff. I want to hear about the other part of oh. uh, AppySec. Please, please tell yeah. me what, what else you've so, got going um, on. To make life easy, it's also called AppySec but not university. It's appysec.ai. Okay. And um, one of the big uh, requirements or gaps in APIs is how do you find those vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. right? How do you look for them? And the technologies we've used in the past aren't really API savvy. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for the types of things that, that cause API breaches. Mm-hmm. So appysec is a testing technology. Okay. So what it does is it looks at your APIs. It understands what your APIs do, what, what the functionality they have. And it auto-generates thousands of attack scenarios. And it basically pressure tests your API across all of these different attack vectors mm-hmm. to tell you which, where you have issues, where you have an authentication flaw or a, an authorization gap or a business logic flaw. And unlike, say, a pen test that's pretty common um, that you might do once or twice a year, mm-hmm. of course, 
um, you're not pushing code out once or twice a year. You're pushing code out once or twice a week yeah. or a day. Or, right? Yeah, or continually. Exactly. So because this is an automated technology, it actually can run as fast as your – it can keep pace with your, your development. So a lot of folks will actually integrate this technology into their CI/CD pipeline. So if you're doing a nightly build, you're testing nightly as well. And, Great. And that's what we're all about at, at AppySec. Oh, fantastic. This has been a really good conversation. Before we wrap it up, is there anything we missed or anything exciting coming up with you? Or Oh, um, gosh, there's so many tips and tricks. Um, one thing I would just say is um, if you want to get started, we have a we have a course called API Security Fundamentals. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's 90 minutes. It's not going to take too long. Great. Um, it'll go through a bunch of those real-world examples. It goes through what's known as the OWASP API Security Top 10, which right. is kind of the Bible of, it of, is. of security it threats. Is. Uh-huh. We go through that. Um, and a bunch of other things. But at the end of the course, we have a bunch of do's and don'ts. And these are really good tips for, you know, how you should be managing APIs, how you should mm-hmm. be developing APIs. And in terms of where we're going next, um, it seems like um, we've covered a lot of security ground. But mm-hmm. actually where the market's pulling us is further into, like, secure design, governance, mm. setting API security policies, mm-hmm. things that really, you know, help you build a, a foundation for okay. for creating and running really secure APIs. And that's going to be really some interesting new courses we're coming out with. Great. Looking forward to seeing it. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. It's a pleasure, Jen. Really nice to meet you. Great. Thanks for watching. To watch more episodes of Security Metrics Podcast, click on the box on the left. If you prefer to listen to this podcast, it's available on all your favorite podcast platforms. See you on the slopes.